And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht, and with me tonight, it's Mark Schindler. Mark, what's up? Man, we just witnessed some really, really damn good games. Andrew Nembhard just hit a game winner that I was not ready for. I don't think the Lakers were ready for it either, but here we are, man. <laughs> yeah, if you do not know Andrew Nembhard's name yet, you do now. Because he hit just an improbable three off of a Halliburton offensive rebound. And the Pacers beat the Lakers 116-115 to 115 with two minutes left. The Lakers were up five, and it felt like they were in control. They were they had were kind of like pre-celebrating almost um, as they came down the stretch. You can kind of see Russ after Russ hits this mid-range jumper. He felt like, "Yep, this is it." That was kind of the nail in the coffin. And the Pacers just got hot, and they were hitting free throws. They hit some threes. I mean, it was just uh, it was a crazy ending to this game. Uh, we honestly didn't we didn't plan on making this block A of the Daily Ding today, but uh, Andrew Nimhard and the Pacers forced our hand. Yeah, no, it was kind of it was wild to watch, especially early on. And I mean, later in the third, early on in the fourth, it's looking like the game's just going to be kind of over. Um, Lakers had a nice double digit lead. I think they were up seventeen at one point. It just looked like okay, we're we're toast here, but. The, I mean, credit to the Pacers for battling back. The way they continued to to get out and transition and run and open things up, especially Tyrus Halliburton had a slow start to the game, but finished with 24-7 and 14. Um, he was awesome tonight. Benedict Matherin got hot, and actually both he and, and Tyrese went 10-22 from the field. Just a little fun fact. Um, just a fun game, man. Uh, <laughs> ironically, this is like – neither Buddy Heald or Miles Turner had an amazing game in this. Like, I think Miles was pretty good overall. Buddy finished out about even. And actually, Russ had a pretty good game tonight. Yeah, um, he did. But ironically, of course, end up losing to those two, which I'm sure will be a massive headline tomorrow. Right. Yeah, I mean, Miles Turner actually had a chance to be the guy who won the game there at the end. Mm-hmm. But missed three, ends up in Nimhard's hands, and he makes it. This Pacers team is just really scrappy. They just don't quit. They've got a lot of young guys on the team, which if if you watch a lot of young teams, a lot of times they're just going to make a ton of mistakes. And that's kind of the opposite with Tyrese Halliburton. He stays so patient, even in like the closing moments of this game, where most guys are going to panic in this in this setting. He doesn't. He doesn't have a quick release on his shot, so he can't just get his shot off whenever he wants. And so you could tell he was kind of looking for a three there at the end, couldn't get to it, and stayed patient, ended up finding uh, an open teammate. They missed. He grabs the rebound and then bolts it out to Nimhard, who makes a shot. That, to me, is one of the most impressive things about him, 
is just his patience with the basketball. Zero turnovers for Halliburton tonight on four, 14 assists. He was, you know, some of the numbers don't, those numbers stand out, like 24 points, seven boards. Like, yeah, that's fine. But it's just the decision-making and just the pace that he plays with that is just elite at such a young age. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think there, you know, you hit on a really good point. I think early in the third, um, there's a play where Tyrese, when he's starting to really cook and get going, uh, comes down middle pick and roll down the lane um, and ends up getting into right, right into a sweet spot. Like, you know, eight feet, pretty open. Could have, could have been a floater or a pull up too. Um, gets into as Caitlin Cooper wrote about, you know, with the jump passing, gets into a little bit of the jump. Yep. Looks, like, looks like he's going to take a shot. Miles Turner's wide open in the dunker spot, and he just flicks an overhead. Um, looks like it even catches Miles by surprise. And but again, easy dunk. And I think that's just the kind of thing that that you see with him. That's that's really impressive. Um, sometimes it can be frustrating because it's like, dude, just take the shot. But um, <laughs> the way that he gets everybody involved is is really that's just not anything that you can compare. I feel like. Yeah, and and Matherin. Just having a, another game off the bench where he's scoring over 20 points, 23 points, eight boards, one assist, one steal. He's a special rookie, man. Like I, I think that he's going to have a good case of rookie of the year and six man. Uh, are, are they ever going to start this guy? Like, what's what's going on here in Indy? Man, it's a good question. I feel like it's going to happen eventually, but also we're somehow a quarter of the way through the season, which is wild to say, and it hasn't yeah. happened yet. And I mean, with how well it's working, I'll just run with it. Um, I, yeah. But again, you know, if they, if they end up making any trades, it seems likely it'll happen. But regardless, uh, this team just continues to surprise me, man. 12 and 8 are the Indiana Pacers. Don't break it up. Don't do it. This is too much fun. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go to New Orleans, where the Pels beat the Thunder 105 to 101. This is this is Herb Jones, man. This was the Herb Jones game. And you look at his stat line, again, like not impressive. Twelve points, three boards, three assists, four steals, three blocks. The the stocks are impressive. Everything else is kind of like, eh. He defended Shea Gilders Alexander better than anybody has this season. He has crazy long arms. He's super duper smart. He slides his feet. He stays with him. Shea drives the ball relentlessly. He leads the league and drives. He's going to get to the bucket. And like credit to Shea, he did. He shot 16 of 18 from the free throw line tonight. He obviously got there and got fouled a ton. And, you know, it's funny that to me, like the story of this game is Herb Jones, the way he played, and Shea still got 31. But Herb made the plays at the end of the game to win this game for the Pelicans. There was a drive from Shea. Uh, toward the basket, and he got a charge on Shea. And then at the end of the game, he throws the ball off of the back of Poku <laughs> to get the ball in bounds and ends up uh, getting to the free throw line himself. Just, uh, just a really nice game from the Pelicans who are missing B.I., uh, missing C.J. McCollum. And, you know, they still kind of scrap out this win against a, a really try-hard Thunder team. Yeah, I think what was really fun to watch, too, because like you mentioned, obviously Herb was amazing. And I think that was one of saying Shea's worst games this year feels like uh, unfair. But like, I mean, it, it's true just in terms of the way that he shot from the field. But still, like, I think that's when you're talking about how how much of a star he is with the yeah. way that he was able to get to the line. Um, but 
the the Thunder front court really stood out for me. Like I thought Poku had a really rough start to the game and then he ended up rounding out pretty well as the game went on. Uh mm-hmm. this was one of JRE's best games of the season. Um I mean he was fantastic defensively. Uh the way that he was able to shoot from the front court, like they ended up just kind of limiting Jonas Valanciunas's minutes. Also, you know, um just I think yeah, he only played 20 minutes because of the yep. way that OKC was able to crash the glass. I, I tweeted this out at, at like around halftime. Not that the Pelicans weren't playing hard, but in terms of the way that they were boxing out and and attacking the glass, it felt like they were really lacking on the defensive end. And yeah, OKC took advantage of that. Like this is a team that you know you and I have talked about this before, and uh, how hard they're coached to to go out there and just be extremely active. And I think we saw that play out. Like they find ways to win, or at least be in games, just by virtue of playing the hardest anybody's going to play in the league. Um, you saw that tonight, but. I think the biggest story for me was Zion. Like Zion was, yeah. this was the 23, eight and eight. And that's an incredible box score, but it almost doesn't do justice to how well he played tonight. Like that's the springiest, the most explosive that I think he's looked. They're really leaning it. Part of it is the injuries, but they're really leaning into point Zion again, which is something that I think that they got away from early in the year, trying to integrate everybody. And he was fantastic tonight. Um, ended up, uh, a lot of Pelicans fans were not happy with what the foul calls were for him and what they were for Shea, yeah. Um, yeah. which I get to a degree, but he got the foul when it mattered at the end. And he just had, I mean, there was nobody could stop him. He was getting anything he wanted. Um, he was an absolute joy to watch tonight. Yeah, he was 11 of 18 from the field for Zion Williamson, who kind of con- controlled this game from the offensive end for the Pelicans. He's just so fun. He's just such an unusual player, and I think that teams have a hard time, you know, figuring out what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Especially a team like the Thunder, who don't have any like real rim protection, don't have anybody that can really meet him in the paint. You know, Jeremiah Robinson Earl did the best he could uh, and tried to kind of stay with him. You know, he tried to match him foot speed, and I think that that's kind of a, a tough way to go about it. Um, but he, they gave great effort. The Thunder had a chance to be in this game, even though they shot 37% from the field. I mean, they were 34 of 92 from the field tonight. I mean, they Jesus. just shot the ball so, so poorly and still had a chance to be in it. And it's just because they, they – I mean, they had 18 offensive rebounds themselves. I mean, to, to get more offensive rebounds, you know, than a team with Jonas Valanciunas and Zion Williamson versus Poku and – JRE. I mean, that's a pretty impressive stat line in itself. But yeah, not enough for the Thunder and a, a really nice win for this Pelicans team that continues to stay scrappy. They they played Dyson Daniels a lot tonight, who I thought had some important minutes for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Trey Murphy the third, 20 points, six boards, two steals. I thought Trey was awesome tonight, too. Their, their defense, when they are engaged, which... I agree. There was just parts of it where they were just kind of ball watching and they weren't getting bodies on guys and they mm-hmm. weren't boxing out. And that's really why the Thunder were able to to be really in this game is that the Thunder played a more physical brand of basketball. Um, but whenever they, whenever their physicality matched what the Thunders was, you could see that like, yeah, this is the Pelicans game. Definitely. The beam team had to rest tonight as the Suns hang on to beat the Kings 122 to 117. Devin Booker, holy smokes, man. 44, 8, and 6. Just an absolutely absurd showing from Booker tonight. 
Yeah. Um, this was just just to get my little soliloquy out. This this is the one, man. This was this was like the game of the year for me. This was so fun. <laughs> it was um, so fun. It was it this was such unreal. a ridiculously fun game. So this game started like 25 minutes before Lakers Pacers. And I think yeah. it finished an hour and 10 minutes before that game ended. Like, it feels like that, like it's around beautiful. there. Um, there was like no foul calls in the first half. I think there were seven free throws in the first half, maybe combined between the two teams. Like you mentioned, Booker was amazing. 17 to 28 from the floor. Um, didn't even shoot. Well. He was one of six from three, but he was just getting anything he wanted inside the arc. And I think you can be like, well, the, the Kings defense. And yes, part of it was the Kings defense, but also they put every, every single defender that could have played on Devin Booker played on Devin Booker. Davion Mitchell was chasing him around for most of the second half of the game. Davion thought, did a good job. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I thought played pretty well on him, but Devin Booker was just in one of those zones tonight where I don't know who is stopping him. You know, even if you put his teammate Mikhail Bridges on him, I don't think that you're getting those stops. Um, he was the other part of the story. Like Mikhail was fantastic. He didn't shoot well from three, but He's so good. his ability, yeah. his driving ability was huge in this game. He was so good getting into the paint, dishing the rock. He led them with seven assists tied with campaign, of course, but um, he had a really good game all around. Uh, the, the defense from him was really impressive as well. Like the Kings, uh, I think to me, this is just a, saying an impressive Kings game feels weird in, in, in a loss, but um Obviously, there's no moral victories in the NBA when you're looking at this, but I thought the way that they competed was really impressive. Malik Monk was just godly <laughs> tonight. So like every like so especially he had a run in the second quarter that was just like I don't he looked like yeah. Superman playing basketball. Um they had a yeah. lot of uncharacteristic turnovers tonight. Uh and I think part of that was like we mentioned with Mikhail, they were really good playing in the passing lanes, just trying to muck things up because you can't really play a straight up drop or, or, you know, keep DeAndre Ayton as close to the basket basket as you want playing in the way that the Kings are trying to play basketball. Uh, and I thought, you know, as well as they could match up with them, they did pretty well. The oddest part was like as good as De'Aaron Fox was defensively for me, he had, I kind of wanted him to take over more in this game. Like there, there were moments where yeah. I just like, you know, I felt like he didn't force the issue, didn't really take control and part of it, to be fair, like their overall ball movement was tremendous and the way that they were just dicing up the floor was great. Um, yep. I think we're seeing this team find a lot of different ways to play um, or more importantly, a lot of ways to get everyone involved. Like they had five guys take double digit attempts tonight. Um, but again, I think I would really like to see a little bit more deer and Fox take over. But credit to the Suns for how they played, because that was a really big one for them, especially the way that game was going. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Jason Tatum scores 35 points, and Marcus Smart dishes out 15 assists as the Celtics squash the Hornets 140-105. to 105. The Celtics are 10 and 1 at home and 17 and 4 overall. 
Joel Embiid returns for the 76ers, and the 76ers roll as they beat the Hawks 104 to 101. Embiid with 31 or 38 and 7. The Timberwolves fall to the Wizards 142. Holy smokes to 127. Kristaps Porzingis putting up a monster line of 41, 4, and 3 with three blocks. A scary one for the Wolves as Towns leaves with a calf sprain that looked way more serious than just a calf sprain. Hopefully he is okay. And then in Brooklyn, the matchup we've all been waiting for. KD versus Bull Bull. Who will win? Well, it's the Nets, 109-102. to Kevin Durant with the season-high 45 points. Man, it's a big night for scoring. And the People's Champ, Bull Bull, with 24-6. and Pascal Siakam returned for the Raptors as they dismantle the Cavs, 188. Siakam with 18-11. and OG Ananobi with 20 points and some of the most textbook defense you will ever see. OG was just awesome tonight. Uh, the Rockets fall to the Nuggets, 129-113. to 113. Nikola Jokic with a ho-hum, 31-12-8. And, and finally, the Utah Jazz continue to fall as they are now only one game above 500 after losing to the Bulls, 114-107. DeMar DeRozan with 26-6. And that's going to do it for today's show. Tampering is up next. Mark, send us out. Ding, ding, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.